Welcome to episode 44. Today's guest is Trisha West. She's a single mom of two who is a Navy veteran, serving her community from cleaning, impoverished neighborhoods, to feeding the homeless, to speaking about her dark night of the soul moments, through poetry, all for healing humanity. She struggled with childcare and finances as she was starting her life over with her two young kids. She decided to homeschool her kids and get a surgical tech degree. Her advice for single parents is believe in yourself. Don't ever give up because it gets better and better. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, reviewing this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Enjoy this conversation with Trishel. How would you like to master your mind to transform your life, overcome anxiety, trauma, doubt, and suffering to win daily and enjoy a life of confidence, peace, and freedom? This is your unique opportunity to work directly one-on-one with me in a breakthrough coaching. If you are interested, you can check out the link below and schedule your 45-minute discovery session to see if we are a fit. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is Trishel West. She's a 40-year-old single mother of two who is a Navy veteran serving her community from cleaning impoverished neighborhoods to feeding the homeless to speaking about her dark night of the soul moments through poetry, all for healing humanity. Welcome, Trishel. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Irina. Thank you for having me. So tell us, please, how did you become a single parent? Was this a choice? Was it an accident? You know, um, you can consider it both, but it, mostly by choice. It's not something you, you want to happen. Um, but I wanted the divorce from my kid's father and, you know, things weren't going the way you expected them to go and all your dreams seemed like they were shattered. And here you are at, you know, 26, no kids. And then you meet someone and you finally think it's the one. And, you know, you have two kids back to back. I had one at 26 and 27 from not having them. And things just changed and I didn't expect it. But where I am in my life right now at 40, I feel like it was the best decision because I wouldn't be where I am today had I not gotten the divorce, different things like that. And we coexist as friends. Now we maybe talk to each other like siblings sometimes, you know, like (laughs) stuff like that. But other than that, we're just coexisting as parents now. And I have moved on and I'm grateful, very grateful for it. That decision, you know? Right. Right. All right. Well, uh, what are some of the things you struggled with as, as a single parent? And you just became a single parent. What are some of the things you faced? Yeah, so I've been a single parent um, January the 3rd. I remember the date. Um, It'll be 
11 years is coming 2022. And um, I struggled with who's going to help me with the kids if I'm trying to make a, a foundation for us and make a way for us and feed us and care for us and, you know, make sure we're alive for the next day and stuff like that. And, you know, I was in the military um, when I moved to Virginia. And so I wasn't in there anymore. I had already gotten out of the military. And um, so I was over 20 something driving distance from my family living here in Texas. And so um, I had to pack up the van that we had between me and my, my husband, well, my ex-husband. And um, I put a TV in there, a crib um, mattress, a toddler mattress, a box of toys, some pots and pans. And I drove over 20 something hours from Virginia to Texas by myself with a two and a three-year-old. Wow. And yeah, you know, so that, that didn't even seem like the most difficult part. I don't even remember that. All I remember is that I, I guess I was driving off of a new start, trying to start over and what am I going to do? And I have all these plans and things like that. And from Virginia, I was able to sign up for school, get my um, nursing um, study job from the one VA to the next VA. Um, I even found a place for us to stay without even coming to Texas. I just communicated with the apartment people and looked at pictures and, you know, did this with several other ones and things like that. And like I said, I drove all the way here with stuff in storage, new furniture I had on layaway, I had paid off. And I was like to the furniture store manager, can you please keep this furniture until I come back? I promise you, I'm going to come back. I'm moving to Texas. I'm starting over. I don't know what to do. And, you know, I had someone that was supposed to help me, you know, get these things from Virginia to Texas, but that fell through. And that was my father. And he's a chronic alcoholic. And so, you know, it's like a pattern, a generational curse type thing that I've had experience with men so far in my life. So I didn't have that to help me. So I remember packing up, driving here. That wasn't even it. It's when I made it to Texas. I had the apartment and everybody was like, oh, I thought you were going to stay over here. I was like, no, I have my own apartment and no furniture in there. Just these, my kids' mattresses, their blankets and stuff. And I was okay with what I had, but I had an apartment. And so I remember laying on the floor that night thinking like, what am I going to do? We need food now. You know, I don't, I've never lived in, in where I live now. I've, I've lived in a city close to it, but never lived here before. But the VA hospital was here, you know, because I'm a veteran and you know, um, I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to do all these different things. So that was here. So um, when I woke up the next morning, it was just like, okay, well, if I have to go find us food and see how we're going to eat, who's going to watch my kids for me? You know? And so I struggled with that so much. It was just, it was tough. Okay. It was very tough trying to make a way. And I spent at least the first five years spelling the nurse prereqs. Like I would start a semester and it would be going good and then something would happen and I would have no choice if my, my child is sick. You know what I'm saying? I, I have to be with the child. So you can't, you can't school. You know what I'm saying? So it was always that that was a constant thing. But what it did for me was help me to learn how to problem solve better. It, it helped me to, to learn how to think about you know, how are you going to make it? You know, you can't sit there and be sad and, and, and let that sadness lead the way. You can be sad and you can grieve and mourn whatever you have to do, but you have to remember that these two little people are looking at you 
And they're looking at you like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it and stuff like that? And so it was crazy, but I did it and I would take them everywhere with me. You know, it was just, it was something to deal with. Okay. And, And not having the family support because we didn't really come from that. Well, I didn't come from that. And, um, you know, we're not a close family like we should be, you know, like you see in the movies and the fairy tales and and different things like that. And it's something that I hope for and I yearn for. And now I have a 13 and a 14 year old and it's, well, they're 12 and 13, almost 13 and 14, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, they were two and three. And I would remember crying and just being so, so upset, like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, what am I going to do? Like, this is crazy, you know? So that was the hardest part, just feeling like you're alone and who really cares? Don't nobody really care. Go get food stamps, you know, be on government assistance and you'll be taken care of. But coming from me, you know, I'm a military veteran. I don't want that lifestyle. I didn't ask to have a divorce. I didn't ask for these things. So what can I do? How can I go from surviving to thriving? Like, the biggest brain fog ever, I promise. Yes. <laughs> but I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for everything I've experienced in those first five years, the 10 years and going coming up on 11 years. It's like an anniversary to me. So it'll be 11 years, you know, until that day I meet my knight in shining armor. You know what I'm saying? Right now I'm a single parent and I'm okay with that. I used to think you needed a man to to be in the household to help this and do that and do that but me I'm just like yeah you know I can change my own tire you know I can do this and I can do that but I can cook and you know I could do all these different things and so I feel like a a well-rounded person yeah (laughs) that's right that's right you can generate happiness from within without needing someone externally exactly exactly and you can figure things out Yes. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's like in situations where you would normally or typically stress out and panic and be like, huh, I've, I've been there, trust me. But, you know, after so many times you and you get through the situation and you're looking around like, oh, everything is okay now. I went crazy for no reason. Wait a minute. I'm catching on to something. Like I can feel, I can feel the panic. I can feel, you know, the, the fear but do it anyway. I know you've heard that saying before, like feel the fear and do it anyway. And it's just like, I've been living my life like that. And it's like, I forgot the name of the tool, the slip or something like that. You come through and you're cutting the weeds down and stuff like that. That's how I feel when I'm I'm faced with situations on how to do this. What am I going to do? And just like that. Yeah. What do you think was the turning point, like when you realized you can no longer live like that, like you said, you know, in that pain and that misery? What was the turning point for you that made you change who you are? Yes. Okay. So it was in 2017 when, you know, I had been going through so much rigmarole, just so many ups and downs, but always coming out of them, you know, all because I always believed that. And when I got the epiphany earlier in the years of being a single parent, like, okay, when something happens, like I was saying, when it happens, I'm I'm stressing out and worrying for no reason. And then everything works out because I worked it out. Right. So I caught on to that. That was the epiphany. And then years later, which was 
like I said, 2017, I wanted to just stop flunking out of these prereqs for nursing. You know what I'm saying? Flunking out of these semesters and having to just do so much just to get financial aid again, because they're like, you know, you can't keep failing these classes. I'm like, but I'm a single parent. And you know, they cared after so many times, but, you know, after like the fourth or fifth time, they're looking like, okay, uh, you either want it or you don't. And we're we're not going to, you know, keep doing this. And so that was a a part of it right there where I I figured out people are not going to pity you and not going to start feeling bad for you just because you're a single parent. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their thing that they're dealing with and it's not time for a pity party anymore. You're approaching 40 you'll be there soon. You know, I'm 40 now. So this was like around 35, 36. And it's just like, come on, like, what are you doing? Like, you're so strong, but you're using your strength in the wrong areas. Like pay attention to your desires and what you want. Don't pay attention to what you lack and what you don't have and what support you don't have and stuff like that. And in 2016, my daughter started to stutter out of nowhere. And so that was another thing I had dealt with. And so it was just like a pity party right there. Just like, woe is me. Like, uh. And so it was so many different things of, of me realizing that you cannot have a pity party over every single thing you go through because you're not going to make it. You're not going to go far if you continue to stay stuck and stagnant over everything you go through. Like use it as a stepping stone. Use it as a ladder and and know that you can make it through and cut out the stress because you've stressed before and then things have worked out because you work so hard. How about you work hard and leave the stress alone? And so I started doing so many different things. Like, what can I do for my mental health? You know, what can I do for my physical health? Like, should I be emotionally eating um, about five or six cookies just to make me feel good at one sitting? Should I do that? You know what it did the last time and you gained those five pounds and here you are feeling depressed again. <laughs> like change it up, girlfriend. Like, come on, Trish, you can do this. You you are so strong. You, you've been holding it down. You've been keeping all three of you guys alive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what can you do? And so I slowly started to catch on. The epiphany started to get stronger and the motion started to get stronger. And I started to tap into yoga. I started to tap into meditation. I started to tap into myself and self-love and self-care, something I wasn't doing before because I would stress out and I would be smoking cigarettes. And now I'm a year and a half, no cigarette. Okay. I stopped smoking cigarettes a year ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. After smoking them since I was 16. Okay. And I think about it now. And only thing I'm working on is not trying to be judgmental when I see people smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's just like, ooh that stink. Can you smoke that over there? Like I'm being bougie. Let me stop, you know? But, um, so, um, back to 2017, all these things that built up to that moment, the epiphany, and it grew stronger in 2017, dealing with my daughter that had a stutter for a year, a son that had eczema since he was six months. And, you know, just so many things going on with, with this situation and me feeling bad. Like, did I do this? Did I cause this for my kids? And, you know, it's just like, you don't know what to do. And the first two years of her having the stutter, I was in another brain fog and woe is me. And, you know, then I came out of it because I was just like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and go to nursing school. I'm going to do this and it's going to work out and everything is going to be fine. And when that didn't work out again, I almost, that almost broke me. 
And so that this is the point where it really just turned for me. The epiphany built me up to this point to where I could think, you know what? It's it's been, you know, six years and I have never been able to even complete the prereqs to even try to get into a nursing program because I've been a single parent and this has been a roller coaster of a ride. And so I um I remember the day and I was really moving through these prereqs. I had done so good, Irina. I had made it up to my last few and I only had a few more. And um, I remember I was in AMP part two. That's anatomy and physiology of the body, right? Mm-hmm. And that was my, my last semester and I had my kids and I had switched them over to a charter school where they were teaching the Mandarin Chinese and Spanish and you know what I'm saying? Like it had longer hours and it really worked out. I was thinking it was going to work out, but it didn't work out like that. It was, it was horrible. It was worse. It was a new school. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like the energy that I'm attracting, because it's like, I wanted the best for my kids. I made a change. I got them out of the, the public school that they were in. I put them in this charter school and you know, I'm doing good with my prereqs. You know, the money is is tight, but it's right, and we're making it, and we're I'm getting toward my destiny. And then here it is, the blow of my daughter, you know, and her stutter out of, out of nowhere. And that was the year prior, and I was still dealing with that and still flourishing and stuff like that. But then, you know, the bullying started again um, in the school, and I started to volunteer there just to see. And I saw some crazy things, okay? I've seen a kid throw a banana at another kid. I've seen the kids run under the tables. Like, it was just really crazy. The school, it was a Title I school, which is, it was for low-income people. And they just, it was just crazy, okay? So this right here, at this point, because I had completed the prereqs and gotten us this far, and I had been doing better than I was in the past as a single parent, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to let this, this break me because I've been in these types of situations before and I want this because if I can become a nurse, I can get the good income and I can take care of my family and we won't have to struggle like this, you know, because the dad, my ex-husband wasn't really helping as much. He was dealing with his own things and he just wasn't really there, you know, and, and that hurt even more because this was a man I was supposed to be in love with and we had kids together and we were married, but now we're divorced and he's nowhere to be found. You know what I'm saying? It's just like dealing with that as well. So I remember in AMP, I was rocking this class. I had nothing less than a 98 average. And people were asking me, how do you do this? I'm like, I take my kids and, you know, we go and we study in the study room for two hours and I make sure they have everything they need so I can learn these muscles so I can pass this class by looking at this, this thing in front of me asking me, what is this muscle? Like, I don't know about anybody else, but I have two small kids that I'm trying to take care of and I'm trying to learn parts of the body I, and I'm doing it and I'm happy about it, you know? So my teacher, he was impressed by me and he was just amazing because this man, you know, I have had little mentors throughout my life. And so I take it from wherever I can get it. And so this teacher, they were like, how do you know these answers? How do you know these muscles so well? And I remember him so confidently, but in a humble way. And I carry this with me till this day, Him hear, hearing him say this and seeing him say it and how he was, I carry it right now. And he said, I'm self-taught. And I was like, I've never heard anybody say that before. And so 
him saying that helped me. And people ask me today, how do you do this? How do you have a nonprofit out of nowhere and you feed the homeless and you do this and you do that? I was like, I'm self-taught. I self-taught myself how to homeschool my kids five years into it right now. And I remember that day that I decided to homeschool them. I had been thinking about it for two weeks, volunteering at their school, trying to see what the hype was about. It was just bad. It was lawsuits on the school for just crazy things. And I was just like, I can't drop out of school now. I'm on a roll. I'm almost done. I can get into this nursing program. And I've been doing research. Like, you know, how can I homeschool my kids? I live in Texas. I'm, this just came to me and I'm looking up these different things. And then I kept the kids out of school for a whole week. And I kept going to school. I kept doing different things and seeing how it felt. And then I took them back. And this was the day after I walked into my A&P class and I walked in there with my backpack and my kids with the tablets that they had fully charged. And I said, sit right here. Oh, mommy, we love your school. Big chairs and stuff. Sit in the big chair. Mommy has to go talk to her teacher real quick. Give me a second. You have a teacher, so hold on. So they're sitting there playing with their tablets and it's really close to the door because these are labs and the labs is where you can look at the models and stuff like that. So the door is literally right here. So I know they're okay. And plus I saw a student that I knew and I was just like, watch my kids. I'm going to go in here and talk to the teacher because I have class in like five minutes. (laughs) And so I walked with my backpack and I looked at him and I was just like, I'm going to homeschool my kids. And I need to know what I need to do because we're almost done and I'm doing good in your class and I don't want to drop out. And he was just like, well, you know what? They can't come in here because it's lab, you know, and they're little and they're kids. He said, but I'll count you um, here today. I won't count this against you. So you you take this day because it was early in the morning. He said, you take the rest of this day and you let me know if you're going to drop or not. I said, I'm not going to drop. I'm not going to drop. He was like, okay. He said, out, just, just let me know tomorrow. I said, okay, but I'm not dropping. What do I need to know for today? Tell me what, what are we doing today? What do I need to go over? And he was just like, I'll send it to you. Okay. You'll be fine. And I was like, okay. So I walked out and I had the kids and I said, well, we have a day with mommy. So come on, you know, and that was a day spending and thinking and not so much as stressing, but just like, this is not going to happen. I've worked too hard to get to this point and I'm not going to allow nothing to take this away from me because I know that I'm capable. I know that I can do this. I don't know how, but I know I can do this, you know? And so the next day came and I had already had the kids out of school for about a week at this point in which I, I timed it because there are stipulations. You can keep them out for such and such time without getting in trouble. <laughs> I maxed that one, Okay. And so when the next day came, they went to school and I dropped them off. I said, I want you to say bye to your friends, tell them and all that. And we're going to withdraw because we had already had a conversation. I talked to them about that and they were excited about it. I hyped them up about the homeschooling thing. You know, I really did for the whole week and we had fun and we did things. And we went to the Natural Science Museum while they were out because I was only in school and I'm a, a disabled veteran. And so I have that income. So I wasn't working, you know. And so I was able, but, and I was going to school full time. And so on my days when I didn't have school, we would do things together. I was like, this, these are the things that we can do. We can come to the natural science museum and dissect sheep's brains and stuff like that. And they loved the idea and I I stole them on it. And so while they were in school saying bye to their friends and, and everything I was preparing to 
go to school full-time and homeschool my kids full-time. And I ended up not doing the nursing program and I ended up doing the surgical tech program, which I never failed, not one semester. And I wrote on my graduation cap, mommy did it. And I only had one family member in the audience and my neighbor whom has helped me in so many ways because I called him an hour before graduation. I was just like, I need somebody to sit with my kids because they can't be in the audience by themselves. <laughs> that was difficult for me because nobody showed up for me, but my mom and she came late to the graduation. And so she um, was able to sit with my neighbor and my two kids. And I sat in the audience, you know, with pain and hurt, but also with pride and joy and resilience and knowing that I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. And that was my turning point. That was not even the breaking point because it started at the epiphany and it built me up to that point. But when I graduated, still homeschooling my kids, I made it to clinicals nine months in a row, had to be at the OR at 6.30 in the morning. I had a nanny that I couldn't even afford and I did it. Even though I'm not working in the field because I'm doing other things, as you can see, I want to be a podcaster <laughs> and I want to talk about these things. I know me getting that surgical tech degree and going through everything that I went through built me up for this very moment. Because if I don't have anything to offer any single parent, I can tell you that you can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to and don't let any naysayer, anyone that don't believe in themselves or whatever it may be, people looking at you like you need the man in the household to do what you're doing and mobile mechanics hitting on you so they can get what they want. And I just want my car fixed, sir. Okay. Like this is experience, true life, Irina. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and learning assertiveness and learning how to come out of my shell and just now I'm doing dance classes. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm doing skating with my daughter and this is our thing and I'm still learning different things and you're going to learn and learn and learn until they become adults and even after they become adults you're still going to be learning and that's what life is it's a learning process and so you have to learn to enjoy the journey you have to um, learn to enjoy the process and laugh at things and woe is me put that to the side and use it every now and again when your kids are sleeping it's late at night and you want to eat some chocolate then you can cry, okay? But when the morning time comes, wipe it up and get it together. <laughs> That's how I feel. So I, I'm here at this point, being a soccer coach now, still homeschooling, still finding our way because now they're teenagers. I don't have a two and a three-year-old anymore. I have a 13, 14-year-old, okay? So I'm learning again. It's, no one told me about these teenage years though, okay? These hormones. Yeah. I'm looking, like, sure not. are they listening? But anyways, like nobody told me this, but don't tell anybody. But look, watch out for the teenage years. I have to whisper this. I don't want the teenagers to hear me. Okay. <laughs> but yes. And, and you know what the great thing about teenagers is that you can really vibe with them with the music and try to be hip and they are embarrassed. Like they don't want you to, yeah, come on. All right. Yeah. They're like, no mom. I'm like, bruh. That's one of their slang terms. They're like, bruh. If I use bruh, the teenagers are like, bruh. They bruh me because I'm saying bruh. You know, <laughs> I, I can't give them. Yeah, they're 40 is old to them. So anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but th yeah. thank you. Yeah, I think it's yeah. awesome, you know, to believe in yourself and 
you know, wow, you know, pulling this all together and completing your surgical degree and being there. And on graduation day, this realization that no matter what happens, you can do it, you can succeed, whatever you put your mind to. Because in life, there is no failure, only feedback. Everything we can take as like as a learning opportunity. And what did I learn in that lesson? And this allows us to remove ourselves from the equation, from the situation, from our emotions, like we're feeling overwhelmed and like deeply into it. And look at it from the outside and see, okay, what's going on here? What am I learning here? What is that? What can I golden nugget I can kind of retrieve from this experience? And then with this acquired knowledge, go try again, go do something different. Absolutely. That is true. I like that golden nugget part. I'm going to use that golden. Take your golden nuggets from whatever it is. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And I also love how you called, you know, we are continuous learners. We keep on evolving in different areas, whether it's a hobby you're pursuing or you're doing dancing or you're doing like your soccer mom and the fact that you're homeschooling. Like what are some of the things like you faced? Was it easy to do homeschooling? Did you find any any difficulties? And did you just define your own material? You, you know, I found difficulties in this. Okay. You know it, you know it. Okay. So, um, the difficulties, man. Okay. So there are two different ages. Um, and it's a boy and a girl. You have to find new friends. You have to make sure that socializing is happening. You have to make sure they don't get bored. You have to, you know, just keep it going. But the good thing about homeschooling is that you can make your own, you know, curriculum. You can teach what you want. Um, there are different stipulations for different states, but living in the state that I live in, the stipulations are the best. Okay, it's one of the best states, and um, they they just make it real easy for you to homeschool. And it's so many different things. The community of homeschooling is huge. You know if. I think when I first started five years ago, I think the community was at about 300,000. And so um, they're out there. It's online things, in-person things. I have taught geography and all that stuff like that. Um, but like I said, the hardest part was, you know, trying to get them to find some some social time and finding the right people to connect with and, and different things like that, because everybody has a story on why why they're homeschooling. You know what I'm saying? I, I learned that quickly. You know, it's so many reasons why people are homeschooling. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, like right now we're reconnecting with a new co-op and a co-op is just a group where we go and, you know, we cooperate together and we, you know, we have classes, we teach each other. This mom may teach or this dad may teach. And it's mm-hmm. mostly mom because, you know, no offense to the men, but us moms, us women, period, we're everywhere. Okay. Like I'm happy to be a woman. We, I'm just grateful. I don't want to be a man. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're everywhere and we're making things happen. And I had to find my own thing. I had to find my routine and, and who we are and what we want to learn. And, you know, just the different things like that. And, you know, just a few weeks ago, we were in San Antonio and we went to the Alamo and, you know, we did different things like that. And, you know, your teaching is how you teach them anyway, every day and just different things like that. And yeah, so, but we're still working on the social thing because the older they get, you know, we're looking for older kids and stuff like that. And so we have a new co-op, like I said. So that's really just the main thing. Other than that, 
you know, you, you make it your own. And I was already at the point of easing into my life. And so uh, it wasn't really too, too stressful. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Okay. Thank you. Yes. What are some of the current projects you are working on? Oh, okay. So as far as in you your know, life, in your life. Anything in general. Okay, cool. Ooh. Okay. So the podcast course. So I'm working on that and I call myself the warrior queen because I'm a spoken word. I've been doing poetry for about 20 years and I have really just dove into it and I'm doing something different and travel with that and different things like that. So, um, like I said, my poetry stage name is warrior queen and I call it warrior queen. Follow me on my healing journey. And so, um, the podcast However, it's going to be called Mental Revolution. So this this is all the projects in one, and they all go together. So this is, stay with me, Irina, stay with me. Okay, so I have Warrior Queen Follow Me on My Healing Journey, and that's the part of me where I will talk about it on my podcast, even though the podcast is called Mental Revolution. That's going to be my business, my for-profit, right? Mm-hmm. And I have my poetry, which I go around and book gigs, and you know people want me to speak and stuff like that. Then I have my life coaching and then I have my um, yoga certification. So mental revolution is people revolving and evolving into who they want to be and knowing that they can do it and they're capable of doing it, right? And so the podcast, a YouTube channel and all these different things to get the word out. So I have been working on my confidence. That's why I'm doing the dance class. That's why I'm doing the yoga certification and life coaching certification and different things like that. Um, just so that I can build up this for-profit so that I can start to invest and do different things like that. And it's going to open me up to the next step of my life and what I want to do and different things like that. So right now I'm just working on different, you know, projects to build residual and passive income for me and the kids and just, you know, to keep evolving and, and knowing that I can do this and that and all those different things and being a soccer mom and just various things that single parents do all at one time yeah (laughs) I love it I love it thank you if people would like to follow you follow your journey where would they go to find you um yes on Instagram I am warrior queen follow me and the number eight so it's just the way it's spelled all those words warrior queen follow me the number eight and that's my Instagram um, on my Facebook, it's going to be Trishel West. So Trishel is T as in Tom, R-I-C-I-A-L. Mm-hmm. And last name, West, W-E-S-T. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, your wisdom, and your amazing projects. I think yes. you're a wonder woman for everything that you're oh. doing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I've heard that before. I'm like, where is she? <laughs> but yes, thank you so much. It was much. a pleasure to have you. Yes, ma'am. I, I, it was a pleasure to be here. Like this was an eye opener for me to hear my own story. And I'm just like, wow, and through a lot and I'm still here. So let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> if you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, 
mindset and support for relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you because you are limitless.